a very important word today, a very important teaching. We are seeing a great falling away happening. Apostasy is happening before us. What do we do? To be strong, to stay strong, and actually finish stronger than when we started. The Bible has a lot to tell us about this, and that's why today I really want to get your, your attention. I want to talk to you one-on-one, heart-to-heart. I'm your brother, and I want to talk to you because I really care for the church. And I pray that the Lord will use this teaching today to really strengthen you in the faith. Let's look at the Word of God today. And what does God tell us? Like, how do we stay strong in these times? Lord, I thank you for your promises. I thank you for your word and promises. You declare now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us before the joy without blame, without blame. To him be all glory. To the only wise God be all the glory. Wonderful Jesus, we give you the praise. Amen. Thank you again for being with me, and thank you for being my family. All right, 2 Timothy 2.12. 2 Timothy 2.12. Let's begin with this one, because this kind of sets the foundation. We need to understand something about the heart of God. It says, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. But if we deny him, he will deny us. So when we suffer, and we all will suffer persecution, not just in the Bible, we shall also reign with him. But if we deny him, he will deny us. Now, Paul the Apostle uh, wanted Timothy to be strong. And so in 2 Timothy 1.12, he's writing to Timothy and he says, for the which cause I also suffer these things. He, he understood those who are strong in the Lord and stay strong in the faith will suffer. And then he says, nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. And then he tells him, he says, hold fast, hold fast, be strong. Hold fast the form of sound words which you've heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. So he's writing to Timothy, wanting him to be prepared. And that's really my intention today. I want you to be prepared. And we, just like Paul the Apostle, have got to fight a good fight. We have got to fulfill the call of God on our life and be pleasing unto him and finish well. And so in 2 Timothy 4, verse 6, Paul says, I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And that word course means race. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. But not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. 
complexion. So Paul says, I have fought, I have kept, I have finished. Now I want to make sure that you stay strong, Timothy. Because he warned him, and I think we should all take that warning too because we're seeing it today in our day especially. In verse 13, Paul tells Timothy, he says, now evil men and seducers will wax worse. And he said that 2,000 years ago. Worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. We're seeing that today. Evil men, I'm reading 2 Timothy 3, 13. Evil men and seducers. That would, by the way, means imposters will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, but continue thou in the things which you've learned. And you've been assured and has been assured of knowing of whom thou hast heard them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So he's saying to him very, very clearly, uh, apostasy is on the increase. And uh, it's so clear by his words. He said evil men and uh, imposters are getting worse, deceiving and being deceived. So, and the Bible is, uh, warns us continually against apostasy because there's a, a very serious uh, problem out there and the danger is quite uh, real. So now the Bible makes it very, very clear it is possible for people to walk away from the faith. I mean, the Lord told us in Matthew 24, uh, verse 4 and 5, for example, and Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Many shall come in my name, saying, I'm Christ, and shall deceive many. And then you look down at, at verse 11. It says, And many false prophets will arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will, will wax cold. So we do know that these days are, are upon us too. And, you know, God's word is so clear that such things happen. And I think we need to be warned again and to be reminded that uh, the Bible told us it will happen. Uh, look at Colossians 1, 21 through 23. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, unblameable, unreprovable in his sight. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you've heard, which was preached to every creature which is under heaven. Wherefore I, Paul, am made a minister. So he's, he's really telling the church at the time, and he's also telling, telling us, that we who were at, at one time you know, enemies of God and enemies of the gospel. Now we've been reconciled to the Lord in the body of his flesh through his death. But God now wants to present us holy, without blame, without uh, 
being condemned in his sight. But it says, if you continue in the faith. So, I believe in predestination, but not in predetermination. Predestination is where God has predestined us before the foundation of the world. It says so in Romans 8, Ephesians 1, and other parts of Scripture. But yet we are responsible to follow the Lord. We are responsible to live the Christian life. Salvation is a process. When people talk about salvation, they often mean past tense. They don't mean about present or future. But the Bible talks about salvation being past tense, present tense, and future because it says very, very, very clearly that he saved us from the penalty of sin. The Lord saved us from the penalty of sin. That's past. But he also saves us from the power of sin, which is present. And one day when the Lord returns, he will save us from the very presence of sin. So it's a process. We, we grow in salvation. We are working out our salvation day by day. So when someone says, I'm saved, they're thinking past. But salvation continues. When people think about the cross, they think about it being in the past. Jesus died for me, I'm saved. Yet the Lord told us to carry that cross for the rest of our lives. We're to carry the cross and deny self and deny the world. So salvation continues. Dependence upon the Lord continues. Following the Lord continues. Walking with him continues. Obeying him continues. So, but there are people who will not continue. And that's why it says, if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, that's Colossians 1, 23, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you've heard, you've heard in the past, which was preached to every creature which is under heaven. So it's, it's very important that we understand we go on. We have to stay strong in the Lord. Quite simple. And so in Hebrews chapter 2, let's go together to Hebrews chapter 2, and verse 1 through 3, it says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. So how do we continue? Give the more earnest heed to the things which you've heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels, Hebrews 2 verse 2, if the word spoken by angels was steadfast in every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? So why are people walk, walking away? They're neglecting the graces of Christianity. They're neglecting time with God, and I don't want you to be one of them. They're neglecting time in the Word, time in the presence of the Lord, neglecting the gathering of the church together. It says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. So when people stop that, their hearts become very cold. You know, 
when you and I were saved, three things happened in our hearts. We became hungry for the Lord, faith was born, and love was born in us for the Lord that we have not seen. But when people walk away, that hunger begins to die, that faith begins to die, and the love begins to die. So when, when, when people are not hungry any, anymore, be alarmed. If hunger leaves, be alarmed, because hunger is the sign of life. What do people lose first when they get sick? Appetite. What do, happens spiritually when people walk away from God? They lose appetite. They don't want to even read the Bible anymore. And then their, their, their faith weakens that God gives us that salvation. We all have a measure of faith that grows beautifully. You know, after we are saved, the Lord's hunger grows in us, that hunger grows in us, that faith for, the, for God's word grows in us and for the Christian life grows. And, and the love of God grows in us because we, we love him more and more and more and more. But when people begin to walk away, that hunger goes down and the faith goes down and the love goes down and sometimes they don't really care. And eventually what happens, they go right back to the enemy's camp and become totally corrupted. And let's not forget Matthew 12. Demons look for vacancy, you know. And uh, if people don't come back to the Lord, those devils will come with a whole lot more, a whole lot worse. So it's important we pay attention and not neglect our salvation. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the, by the Lord himself and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? So if, 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 if the old covenant people were judged because they, they rejected and neglected what the angels gave, so it says we, we ought to give them more earnest heed because if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and its obedience to angels received punishment, how much more if we neglect the gospel given to us by the Lord, not by angels, and confirmed by the apostles that heard him. So I think it's very important today, very important to really pay attention to what the Bible has to say, because now it's time we really begin to take seriously uh, and, and, and not neglect, not only the word of God, but ne neglecting uh, being in the, in, in the church. With the saints, we need each other now more than ever. Uh, you all know Hebrews 10, uh, 25, it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And that's what I want to keep doing with you. And so much more as you see the day approaching, exhort one another. Wow. And then it says, if we willfully sin, that means apostasy, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the enemy. So I think it's, it's time we really pay close attention. So these were the same people 
that uh, Paul, well, the writer to the Hebrews, and I think it was probably Paul, but I could be wrong. He was, he was writing to the church. He, he said, having, in, in verse 19 of the same chapter 10, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, the same crowd was told, don't forsake the assemblies of yourselves together. It's, it's very, very, very dangerous. So, now, I want to I wanna show you how to remain, okay? So, strong in the Lord, strong in the Lord. Uh, let's go to Jude, okay? We have to be very, very careful of individuals who come in who've been ordained to damage the saints. It's a certain man, I'm reading Jude, verse 4, it's only one chapter. Certain men crept in unaware who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, into wickedness, denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus. So what do we do? Be careful of who you, who you are listening to. <coughs> Be careful of anyone who is preaching the wrong message, giving you wrong information from, from the Bible. Please, I plead with you, if they're not giving you the word of God, don't listen to them. If they put questions in your mind about the word of God, don't pay attention to them. Walk away, run, in fact. Because Jude says, he says, listen, the reason many are falling away is it's because certain men have crept in unaware because they look like the right people who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God, turning the grace of our God into wickedness, denying the Lord God and our Lord. Now, he makes a very interesting statement about these people. He says, these are spots, I'm reading verse 12, these are spots in your feasts of charity. Meaning these are, these are people who are recognized as Bible teachers or pastors. These are spots in your feasts of charity. Well, feasts of charity were when the church met together once a week to celebrate the resurrection. It says, when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds they are without water, cared about of winds, trees whose fruit is withered, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Very amazing description of these people. Twice dead means they were dead before they got saved, and now they also died when they walked away. Spots in your feasts, people who come across like preachers, Bible teachers, when they feast with you, feeding themselves rather than feeding you, clouds without water, cared about with winds, trees whose fruit is withered. There's no fruit in their life. Do you, do you see it? And, it's, and, and also, this is a very great warning. By the fruits, you'll know them. Are they 
showing the love of Jesus and the word of the Lord in their life? Are they exalting the Lord or themselves? Are they building an empire or the church? Be careful, sweet, sweet people of God. Without fruit, twice dead. Twice dead means they were dead when they were unsaved, and now they died a, a second time by walking away. And even though these, these, these people, let me just keep reading, because this is quite amazing. Verse 13, raging waves of the sea, forming out their own shame. These are people that speak things that are not even holy or godly. Wandering stars, they go from place to place. To whom the, uh, it says, to whom is, the, is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Wow. So these are people that creep in, you know. And, and here, amazing, even though the Lord has left them, they, they, they keep affiliating with believers, but they come in unaware. And Peter warned us about people like that. And I please, again, I plead with you, watch what the Bible says. Be careful, please. It says, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, bring upon themselves swift destruction. So, you cannot stick a live branch on a dead tree. You cannot put your life, you, you cannot connect your life with a dead ministry. That's not giving you life. You cannot stick a branch on a dead tree. Is there life coming out of that man's lips? Is there life coming out of his ministry or her, whoever they are? We have got to be so careful. And the only way to be strong is to make sure you find your flow and your stream and find people who are preaching the word of God. Now let me explain what I just said before I say bye. There are different flows of the anointing, okay? There are people who have the word only, thank God, and there are people that have the presence and the word. Now, we need both. We need both. So there are people today that go to churches where they hear the word of God, preach with power, thank God. I love it. And there are people who love the presence of God with it. Wonderful. As long as the word is there, all is well. All is well. And there are streams from both flows, different streams, you know. And and, and what I mean by a stream, for for example, in the in our flow called the charismatic movement, we who love the Bible and love the presence of God, there are different flows that God or different streams that God has given us that we are comfortable with. So find where you're comfortable. Make sure the word of God is being preached with clarity, completely, not just parts of the Bible. And look at the fruit, at the longevity also. 
Longevity is very, very key. You can tell someone if they're really real. How long have they been there? How long have they served the Lord and have been effective in the kingdom? Don't go for those newcomers that just want a crowd and money. So, 1 Peter 1.17. You know, someday maybe, you know, I'll, and I think I need to really uh, talk to you a little more about that. But right now, there's just so much happening out there that I just want to just strengthen you, bless you, but I'm sure I'll bring that back sometimes <sighs> because sadly it's going to continue. But it says in 1 Peter 1.17, if you call on the Father who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your journeying here, so journeying in fear. The fear of God in our life is what keeps us. And I'm going to pray that the Lord today will, will put his fear in all of our hearts. And I believe, I pray for that for, for me all the time. And I ask the Lord to establish me in his word, in his way, establish my life in his word, and his word in my life. Look at what, what, what the warning is in 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he stands, take he lest he fall. So, the fear of God we can't lose it. We can't lose it. Keeping our eyes on Jesus. Oh, this is so important. Just keeping our whole being and eyes cleaving to the Lord. Staying close to the Lord with all our being. My son-in-law, Michael, asked me a question years ago. He said, Bobby said, what's the secret of longevity? I said three things. Number one, build a reservoir of the word of God, I said, in your heart. So when the tough times come, you know where to go within you. Build that strong word in you, the Bible. Get to know God's word from Genesis 1-1 to the end of Revelation. Get to know it and believe every word from Genesis to Revelation. Even the parts you don't understand, you believe it because in time you will understand it. Number two, cling to Jesus. Get very close to the Lord, because without his word you can't enter it. Get, get very close to the Lord. And number three, never walk away from the call. He said, why is that important? I said, because when you walk away from, from the call, you walk into leprosy. There's sin outside your call. Stay where God has put you. Don't go wandering, looking for other things. And people who go from place to place looking for some new message, I think it's dangerous. We have to be in, established in present truth, in present truth. There's a lot of messages today that are not truth. It's not true Bible, not true Bible. Please be careful. And please be careful of what they call the prophetic today. Yeah, we need the, the prophetic. But if it's not based upon scripture, don't even listen to it. Don't even listen to it. And I told you, I'm, I'm going to tell you again, anything outside redemption is dangerous. When people give you a word from God, and if it's outside redemption, don't you dare listen to it. And outside redemption means you have to ask yourself, what has this got to do with my redemption? 
if it has nothing to do with your redemption and the Bible plan of redemption, don't even listen to it. Because today, people are following messages of prophecy about what's going to happen here, what's going to happen there, and some of it's just plain nonsense, to be honest with you, because it's not based on Scripture. It's got to be based on Scripture. If it's not, don't listen to it. So get to know the Word of God. That's really your security. Walk in the Word. Live in the Word. And the Word of God will live in you. Lord, strengthen them. Keep them as the apple of the eye. Hide them under the shadow of your wings from the wicked that will oppress them from their deadly enemies. Protect your people, Lord, in these days. Keep them all strong in the faith. In Jesus' mighty name, for you're able to keep us from falling and to present us without fault, without blame, before your presence. We give you the praise. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. Thank you for being with me today. Tomorrow I'm going to talk about how to maintain it, how to maintain fullness of the Lord, His presence in your life. You're going to love it. All right. It's time now to sow your seed for the Lord's work. Yes, it is His law. It is His word. Jesus said, give. He didn't say only when you feel like it. He said, give. It shall be given unto you. God has promised to bless you. So, let's obey the Lord. And you can give on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihin.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. And don't forget to get my book, Mysteries of the Anointing, Everywhere Books Are Sold. This will really bless your life. Much love. And by the way, share this teaching. It needs to be shared. Just share it with your friends. Bye-bye. I'll see you tomorrow.